it's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Wednesday, June 24th, 2020. Hope everyone is doing well. We're in the middle of the week. It's a beautiful Wednesday, and we know what that means. Bill Barnes is here on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. Really excited about him every single week. Love him or hate him, he's always here. He's going to continue to be here. It's his opportunity to vent every week. Uh, mine as well. So uh, just an opportunity to uh, speak together and really talk about current events and just some of our frustrations on everything. We do it every week, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I really like his uh, his outlook on a lot of things. He says a lot of things that, that I would never say. Uh, he's got a lot of spice, and uh, you know what? He, he definitely spices up the program for sure. A uh, couple things. Uh, we want to thank everyone who's been on the program this week. It's It's been fun so far. Uh, Jeff Andrews led us off on Monday. And uh, Preciato, Nick Preciato was yesterday. A lot of fun chatting with him, catching up. Uh, Wednesdays are always a little different show with uh, with Bill Barnes, of course. So uh, strap in and get ready for some fun today. It's going to be a good time. Well, uh, some news that broke on Tuesday was that uh, the whole noose that was found in uh, Bubba Wallace's NASCAR garage down at Talladega uh, appeared to to be a, a false situation. Um, FBI did an investigation and they found, uh, there was evidence of that piece of rope being in the garage, uh, as, uh, as recent or as late as, uh, October, 2019, I believe they said. So, uh, very odd situation. All, all I'll say is this, you know what, if, if it's true that if it was true that, that, you know, somebody had done that, that somebody had put a rope in there to, uh, to make a, a racist statement to the, uh, the only black driver, uh, in NASCAR, or, or I should say the most famous black driver in NASCAR, um, you know, that's, that's, that's evil. That would be wrong. That would be, um, completely inappropriate. But, uh, you know, with the FBI's investigation, they've, they've proven that, that that's not what happened. There was a piece of rope that was in that garage. And, um, you know, I just think we're in such a rush to judgment these days. I mean, I think the news media really wants to divide and conquer, it seems. Uh, again, it, it, with, with what was found, okay, I could, I could totally understand saying, oh man, someone must have done, some racist must have done this. I could see that. But at the same time, I think we got to be careful, man. We got to be careful about rushing to judgment and, and just saying, oh my God, uh, this is, this is a, an example of racism. It's like, wait a minute, let's, let's make sure we got all our facts straight here before we, we go off and start a story. Um, and again, I can't express it enough. If someone had done that, then absolutely. That's that, uh, that is very racist, um, act, but that's not what happened. I mean, apparently it's just a rope from a garage and, and there's, there's ropes from, from all those garages there. And, um, to push this situation aside. I just think the media is in such a hurry to promote bad things. They want bad news. I'm not burying my head in the sand and saying there's not bad news. There are, there is, there's plenty of it. I mean, 
you, you got to see it. I mean, you can't miss it sometimes, but I think the negative headlines just, they, they're, they're more noteworthy, I guess. And it's, it's sad that, that, that that's how things are these days. And unfortunately we live in the social media age where it's not about being the most accurate. It's about being the quickest and first and who posted soon, who broke the news, who did this, you know, it's just an example. It's one of many, man. And it's just, it's so frustrating because it doesn't do any good. All it does is make things worse. I'm curious to see if there's any apologies made for this. Hey, we, hey, we acted too quick on this. Uh, you know, we misspoke. We, we should have investigated more. Uh, it's only been a few days. Well, see, actually the race was Monday. It was found Monday. So today uh, we record a day early, but it's, it's Tuesday. And you know what? It's just crazy, man. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a countless, it's one of countless examples of the media really wanting to push bad news, to show that, oh, look at there, look at all the racism in this country. Are there racists? Yes. Are there murderers? Yes. Are there criminals? Yes. There's a lot of bad people, but you know what? There's a, a heck of a lot more good people. A heck of a lot more. I guess bad news is is what really we don't have newspapers really anymore but but bad news and bad headlines those are the ones that sell that people you know piques people's interest oh my goodness what happened here but it's just it's just another example of uh you know people not looking into things people just getting emotionally invested in something and 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 not looking into it it's it's just crazy if it had been someone who, who threw that in there or hung something or did something to, of that nature to try to, uh, you know, to put down someone who, who's a, a, a black driver, completely wrong. Evil. But that's not what happened. That is not what happened. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen with all this if, if people are going to maybe take a breath now when they hear news right away. Um, I know I always do. I'm always like, well, let's okay. Let's get all the details. But that's me. I don't I don't trust the news media. I, I just don't. It's very few and far between. The sports media now does does all this stuff too. So oh, it's just a crazy time, guys. It really is. Um I think the moral of the story is is we have to make sure we got all the details. You know, assumption, What's what do they say about assumptions? Assumption makes an, an ass out of you and me. That's how it's spelled. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't I, – I, I think racism is bad. I'm going to say – I have to say these things apparently because otherwise people will attack you. How come you didn't, how come you didn't speak on the story originally, Matt? Well, again, I'm, I'm waiting for things to, to play out. I mean, let's see what happens. Let's – if if there's a video of someone doing something racist like that, yeah, screw them, get them, bad bad guy. But again, the, the news media I think is is the enemy here. They take something that could or could not have been a story, and they make it a story, make it national headlines, and then nothing was true about what everyone assumed. So, uh, once again, just let's, let's be a little more clear with our, with our reporting out there and guys, I'm, I'm looking, I'm a rookie podcaster. I'm just sitting here talking into a mic. 
uh, have I made some mistakes? Well, yes, I have. Absolutely. I, I have, I have, uh, probably misspoken on a few things. Um, but you know what I'm learning as I go, I'm, I'm not, uh, trying to push this agenda really, uh, of around the country and just stirring things up. So it, it's really frustrating. I hope there's more people out there who see that the news is trying to manipulate us at times instead of uniting us. They're doing the exact opposite. They may talk a good game, but, but, but they're not. And, and it's just another example of that. And it's very frustrating for me. And um, I, I try to, anytime I see good news, bad news, I'm, I try to take it in and okay, let's wait and see, you know, if it's all true and accurate. So those are my takes today. Uh, I know Bill has some pretty strong opinions about everything and, uh, we did the interview kind of after, or excuse me, right before all that kind of news broke. Uh, so we won't really touch on that in the interview, but, uh, you know, we're trying to do our recordings in, a, in, in as close to Wednesdays as possible. So, so you're aware, but we're going to get to Bill here in a second. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll get right to his interview, but I can promise you again, if you haven't heard Bill before, uh, be ready. <laughs> he's, he's very different, a lot of energy, a lot of, uh, a lot of fun language, we'll say. So, so be aware of that. Uh, and and to those who, who have listened before, it's more of the same. And I think Bill, like everyone else, is getting a little frustrated with a lot of the things going on around the country. Uh, just a crazy time. I, I can't. Every day we wake up, there's something more crazy out there. It's pretty nuts. So we'll take a quick break, and then we'll get right to it with Bill Barnes. Well, it's time for the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. We are joined every single Wednesday with Bill Barnes, the retired police officer and retired college baseball umpire. He has very strong opinions and some very random thoughts. We look forward to hearing from him every single week. Here is Bill Barnes. Well, it's Wednesday, and I'm joined once again by my good friend, Bill Barnes. He is here on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. We're going to get right to it today. Bill, welcome back. Thank you, Matt. Always a pleasure to be at the Honey Bucket Studios, <laughs> Eastvale, California, um, for the Wednesday weigh-in, even though my good friend and mentor from years back, Marty Elliott, teased me about the weigh-in, thinking it had something to do with my weight, but uh, not the case, kind sir. <laughs> Get back to your uh, cross-country hiking and petting your dog, okay? Yeah, Thank you, Marty. Yeah, you know, no, just because Marty fights at that uh, straw weight, weight, uh, bantam weight, whatever he is these days, doing all of his hikes. and Yeah, he's and- been 140 pounds his whole life. God bless him. <laughs> yes, uh, Marty. Well, God bless you. And, you know, we got to get him on the show sometime. I would really love to hear his perspective on talking about you as a young uh, lad <laughs> in the police force. Well, I can guarantee you this, uh, from what I was to what I am now is a complete 180 and he could attest to that. I am sure. <laughs> we love him. I love hearing from him and I, I hope he continues to listen and yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get him on for a, a short segment sometime just to bash you. Yeah, if we can get him out of the Himalayas, <laughs> you know, or, or with, uh, or with, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, the Seinfeld's, uh, uh, Elaine's boss. What was his name? Oh, oh, Jay Peterman, <laughs> Jay Peterman yeah. out from the from the from the uh, outback. 
Oh, man. Well, oh, wow. Well, let's get him on here at some point. Bill, how was your weekend, man? Uh, anything new? Are, are you, did you get out to a bar? Was things, is it, is it uh, different for you being able to get out a little bit more now that things are opening up? What, what was it's, it like for you? It's, it's, it's kind of an adjustment now. I, you know, I, I grew so, so um, much being used to staying home. It's, it's hard to get out now. So I'm a fish out of water. You know, if I'm not sitting on my couch, I, I feel quite uh, strange. I did go out a little bit Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, and uh, <clears throat> felt the umbilical cord, you know, bring me back to the house early. So <laughs> didn't do much. Well, well, Bill, what's the worst, uh, if you'd like to share with us, what's the worst it's ever been like for you, like getting home late at night from uh, from having a few uh, beverages? Uh, what's the worst you ever kind of looked like in, in kind of limping home from a heavy night of uh, celebrating or just hanging out with friends? Well, I can tell you what I never looked as bad as, and that was our president, Donald Trump, getting off of uh, Marine One early Sunday morning after coming back from his rally in Tulsa, which was lauded to be a million people, and it turned out there were 6,000 people inside the arena. Now, don't get me wrong. I support the president. I'm I'm a, I'm a Trump backer. However, I was a little disappointed in that whole in that whole bailiwick that went on there in Tulsa. I don't know if somebody you know um, you know screwed that up somehow. There was some lack of communication. I just know that it was it was supposed to be the the rally of the century, and it turned out to be a complete bamboozle. And I don't know if anybody saw the pictures of the film of, of, of President Trump when he arrived back to the White House lawn. Probably it was still dark. So I'm thinking it was the middle of the night, Sunday morning. Uh, he looked like he'd been on about a 10 day bender. He came off. He, he somehow he saluted the the uh, Marine at the bottom of the stairs. And as he's walking, he had his tie untied, his tie around his neck. As he's walking back to the he looked like he had been through hell and back. And you could tell he was really angry, really pissed off that this rally was just a complete and utter fucking failure for his campaign. <clears throat> now, it's the first one. We're in the middle of a pandemic. I get it. Everybody's out there saying, oh, Bill, you're an asshole. You're bad mouthing the president. No, I'm not. I'm just describing what he looked like. And in my worst, worst days, I never looked that bad. I always pulled myself together. When I got home, especially in the days that I was married, because I believe there was one morning, it was probably about 5 a.m. I rolled in and I'm creeping into bed real quiet. And my wife says, are you just getting in? I go, nope, just getting up. <laughs> I get a complete U-turn. And as I was getting in, she saw me. I, so I had to get up. So, of course, I didn't sleep at all that day. So in answering your question, that's about as bad as it's been. Well, you know, I, I can honestly say... Uh, I can't imagine. I don't care who the president is. I can't imagine the stress level, the uh, the lack of sleep, because because you just mentioned it, you know, not sleeping for a day. I, I bet he doesn't get a whole lot of sleep. I, I, I have no way to back that up. But it it just seems like especially the way things are going now. I mean, <laughs> well, he's a high energy guy. He doesn't sleep a lot during the middle of the night. He likes to he likes to send out tweets, you know, blasting people. And that's fine. That's that's his presidential prerogative. I think, like a lot of people think, who are supporters of him, they should probably back off those a little bit. 
but you know, he's the boss. He's mm-hmm. the commander in chief. He can do, he can do what he wants. You know, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, I think he's a very different president than we've ever had before. And you and we could say, oh, well, we had other presidents who were this, who were that. But he he's he was not a career politician for one thing. I mean, so he dove into this thing, and yeah, that picture you showed me, I was like, oh man, that looks like. That looks like Bill limping back to the hotel from uh, St. Paul, Minnesota or something when we were working together. Remember that, Bill, when you took like a, a quarter mile uh, Uber ride because you didn't know where the hotel was? Do you remember that night? Probably Vague, vaguely, <laughs> vaguely. I, I do remember, you know, being in a, in a strange city. Uh, it doesn't take much alcohol to get you confused. So the little bit of alcohol I did have that night thoroughly confused me. And I think I was like two blocks away from the hotel, but just couldn't get my bearings so i did take like a i took like a two block uber ride and i think the uber guy was a little pissed off but i probably tipped him really really well so it was it was worth his while and he probably had a good laugh out of it yeah oh definitely oh fun fun memories there but yeah uh, president trump yeah that i i gotta imagine uh he didn't just you know randomly look that way i'm sure he was uh, he was he was beat pretty bad from from just having a stressful day, long days. I mean, he's an older gentleman, so uh, he looks uh, looks good for the most part. But uh, someone caught a, a photo of him just kind of getting uh, getting back from a long day. I'm sure on Saturday. And what did you think of his rally, Bill? Take away take away from the amount of people that were there. What did you think of some of the things he said? Uh, the crowd. Just do you think it was a, a receptive audience and everything? I think it was. I think the the, the six thousand people that were there was were very receptive, complete, and one hundred percent. Uh, Trump loyalists. Uh, I thought, you know, he, he spoke for like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And I think everything he said was really good, except for uh, the fact that he said that there's a rise in, in coronavirus because we're testing more. So he told his staff not to test as much. Well, he may he may say that as a joke, but he's a, he has a very dry sense of humor. And the press, of course, especially the Clinton News Network, CNN, <laughs> ran with that, yeah. saying that he wants testing slowed down and he wants it to be covered up, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's the case. I think it was not very wise for him to say that. He, he you know, when, when, when uh, Barack Obama would joke, everybody went, ha, ha, he's funny. When Even when George Bush would joke, both all the all the networks haha he's funny with mr with mr with president trump um fox news thinks it's funny but every other uh news outlet thinks he's 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 a madman he's nuts so they don't you know he's got a big big non-following in in the press the press fucking hates him except for fox news of course they don't like him. You know, it, it's, you know, we all know that the press, since since probably Bill Clinton, the press will elect and not elect people. By some hook or crook, in 2016, he was able to defeat that. You know, up until election night, everybody had Hillary Clinton as the next president. And he somehow went in there, won the key states, and left all these liberal press people, you know, literally crying at their microphones. So, you know, we'll see what happens this time. I I don't, I think if, I think if the Democrats had a strong candidate, it would be a whole different story. I think he'd have his work cut out for him, but you've got the, the walking corpse 
in Joe Biden, who needs a drool cup and someone to direct him where to go running against him. And I can't for the life of me see where he would win unless somehow he gets a running mate that is really, really strong and can carry him and would be a potential president. Because I, I don't think the man's going to live four years, let alone eight years, for to, to finish a term as president if for some reason he won. The guy is just not well. Yeah, they've already said that it's his running mate's uh, probably going to be a woman and probably going to be um... – you know, a, a minority woman. Um, so that's kind of their plans or, or so it seems like. Well, they, let's hope it's Aunt Jemima because she's out of a job now. Oh, man. There, well, there we go, Bill. Right into because it. Because she's probably the best qualified out there. Um, and I'm not saying that facetiously either. I'm just saying that there aren't. Everybody says Kamala Harris. Number one, she's not black. Okay? She's not black. Look up her roots. She's not black. Number two, she's worthless and, and incompetent. Ask uh, civil rights attorney Leo Terrell, uh, famed Los Angeles civil rights attorney. He said, quote, the, uh, quote, if Joe Biden picks Kamala Harris, I will not vote for Joe Biden. This is coming from Leo Terrell, who has sued more white policemen than probably uh, Johnny Cochran ever did. So if that tells you something right there, how, how screwed up this woman is, um, that, should, that should be plain enough for you that she's all fucked up. Well, well, I, w- I want to touch on, you know, the, the Trump rally on uh, the weekend, I have a couple more comments, but since you bring it up, uh, you know, a lot of things have been canceled recently and Aunt Jemima is one of them. And, and I've seen, you know, of course you've seen mixed reports and I've, I've seen that the family's pretty upset the the grandkids of, of the lady who portrayed Aunt Jemima. I've seen all kinds of thing that like, why would you, why would you uh, remove that? And, you know, it's it's syrup. We're talking about pancake or waffle syrup. I mean, well, that was my point. I, being facetious, we, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. We've gone way over the top with this. Okay, there should be no. You know what? Aunt Jemima syrup's been around for ever, and now and now just because because some white policeman puts his knee. Criminally, yes, on a, on a on a black man's neck, and he dies. We're gonna let the baby out with the bathwater. Let's prosecute those fuckers and be done with it. All right. Let's draw attention to yes, there has been some racial inequality over the years, and we're dealing with it. But to allow ourselves to go completely overboard and do this, it's nuts. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and we have a lot of topics to cover later on in the show here regarding some of the cancel culture, some of these, <laughs> some of these things that are, that are brand you know offensive all of a sudden. But uh, one more, a couple things on, on Trump's rally, Bill. Did you hear the, you know, you talk about the lack of of people there. Did you hear, um, you know, some of the I don't know if it's theories or not because uh, some of the well, I don't know what to call her really. We'll say. AOC Congress. <laughs> I hate even saying her name. She basically applauded a bunch of kids and teenagers who kind of uh, collected up tickets saying they were going to go and then did not go. So it was almost like this um, this orchestrated plan, basically, to uh, not. I don't because I don't think you buy tickets for these things. I think they're they're free. 
but I'm not positive. But apparently all these kids gathered up tickets saying they were going to go with the with the intent basically to not go and to make it seem like the arena was was less full. So uh, there's a lot going on and some really new tactics, I think. Um, but I do know if you look into the television coverage, there was quite a bit of people watching the uh the rally on the weekend yeah i heard i heard today that uh it was the highest rated fox news uh broadcast in history yes and okay great great i mean there, number one there's not a whole hell of a lot of good tv on these days yeah. so they probably win by default but but still um that's great i mean saturday night prime time it's that or, um, you know, who wants to be a millionaire, I guess. I, I guess. I don't know. So <laughs> I would watch it, too. I, I watched a little of it. I was impressed with the energy and the things that, that the president had to say. Um, there's, a, there's been a lot of things lately, though, that I'm, I'm, I'm a little disappointed in him with. He's not taking a strong enough stance with some of these crazy lunatic uh, mayors and governors we have in this country that are allowing shit to happen. And I wish he would, I know there's, you know, short of just going in with, with, with troops overriding these governors. I know there's not a lot he can do, but I just wish he was a little more forceful verbally in, in dealing with this instead of, you know, talking about the, some of the things he's talking about. Um, you know, he's just kind of, to me, he's been a little bit of, uh, missing in action lately. And I'm, and that's not the President Trump I know. Maybe he's, you know, doing some high-level strategy meetings with some people and coming up with a big plan to, you know, to, to crush his uh, rivals. I, I don't know. But, you know, time will tell, I guess. Do you think, uh, I think he's, he mentioned it a little bit in like Seattle and some of these places where, you know, it's just anarchy right now that, that he's kind of, you think he's kind of sitting back on some of this stuff on purpose, just to let it play out, let, let cities and let governors and mayors handle it, uh, or show that they're not handling it and then come in. Because I'll tell you this, if he does come in, says, okay, send in, uh, send in the troops, uh, let, let's, you know, get rid of this system. W- what's the criticism going to be? Oh, he's a dictator. He just wants to overrun everybody. So yeah, th- true. He's a dictator. He wants to overrun it. And if people get hurt, or God forbid killed, it's going to be on his watch. And I don't think he wants that. So yeah, he's letting it take its course and his fingerprint's not going to be on this until it's absolutely necessary. And like in New York, you know, people in New York are are really upset with all the illegal fireworks going off for the past three weeks (laughs) because there's no police press. The cops can't work anymore. Their power has been taken away by their idiotic mayor. So last night, People drove in front of the mayor's house late at night and honked their horns <laughs> and basically said, if we're up all night, you're going to be up all night because of the fire. I mean, there's it's like a I guess it's like a war zone noise wise in the city of New York now. And it's that way here. I know I go to bed at night. Yeah. I hear a lot of fireworks, mm-hmm. you know, and I live in, in, in the fashionable Rancho Cucamonga area where there's not supposed to be that shit. But I hear it every night when I go to bed and my friends you know, that I know in other places Say the same thing, that there's just a whole onslaught of fireworks because you're running unchecked. The cops aren't going to do anything about it. Their, their hands are tied. Even if you get – there's a zero bail still. There were there were um, three armed robbers in the city of Riverside the other day, went in, robbed a jewelry store, 
Uh, they were all caught, arrested, booked. They all got the low amount. They all were able to bail out for $30,000, which means 10% or in some cases, 1% of that. So 10% would be 3,000. Mm -hmm. 1% would be $300. Am I correct? Is my math correct? Uh, yes. Carry the okay. one. Yep. You're $300. Right. <laughs> so they all bailed out before those cops had their report written. Now, that is absurd. That is, that's crazy. What will then make a policeman want to do his job? What will make a cop want to go out and actually go out and arrest someone when it's doing absolutely no good? It's a revolving fucking door. Yeah. So, so what, what do you think? Uh, we'll get to the police in just a second, but what, what do you think uh, President Trump needs to do then? Or does he continue to sit back? I mean, from hearing his speech, from from your thoughts on him, what do you think? Because because I don't see any of this stuff ending soon unless there's some drastic changes because they're restricting the police from doing everything. The police are fed up. So and we'll talk about that just just a second. But what as far as President Trump goes, since he's kind of on topic right now, what do you think uh, he needs to do, Bill, as uh, just your opinion sitting here uh, in Eastfield Studios? <laughs> what, I mean, what? What can he do? What should he do? Or should he do nothing? Should he just let it run its course? Well, he's been doing nothing. Mm -hmm. And we still have that CHOP, Operation CHOP movement in Seattle. Mm -hmm. um, I, th I think he needs to be more verbal with, with some of his demands yeah. with these um, governors and mayors to take action. And if they don't, just like during the protests and the riots, he said, if it's not cleaned up, especially California, back when there was looting every night, he said he would take care of it. Yeah. And guess what? Guess what? These liberal assholes like Newsom and Garcetti got off their liberal ass and they unleashed the police to do their job for a little while, for a little while until, you know, they, they did away with curfew and then everything was a peaceful protest after that. Um, I think I think people, for the most part, still kind of fear his his tone a little bit. Mm -hmm. And if he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. So I would like to see him a little more verbally aggressive with uh, some of the leaders that basically think he's an asshole. The Seattle mayor, number one, and the governor of, of Washington, number two. Uh, this whole left side of the country is a bunch of liberal assholes. Each state, California, Oregon, Washington. They're, it's just like, you know, let's just all wear sandals, grow our hair under our arm, armpits, not bathe, not shower. Let's, you know, let's just you know, grow our own food and let's just live wild and let everybody be. Well, that doesn't fucking work. You know, this is the year 2020, even though it's a fucked up year and I wish it'd be over. Um, you just can't live that way anymore. And these liberals seem to think that you just let everything go. Everything's going to be fine. Well, bullshit. It isn't power. Yeah. Power to the people, all this stuff. I, I think uh, with president Trump, like you said, when, when he does act, he does get, you know, he, he will he will do what he says. Um, I think here soon he needs to issue a very firm warning. You have a couple of days, uh, Seattle mayor, governor, whoever, to uh, clean this up or I will. We will. The federal government will. And whether or not people people like it or not, too bad. You can, you've had your opportunity to fix this. Uh, you can't just let it die out naturally because it doesn't seem to be going away. So that's my my opinion is that, hey, 
hey, you guys haven't done much, but I'm telling you right now, if you don't fix this in a couple days or a week, uh, we're coming in there and we're going to fix it aggressively. Yeah, there's a lot of good people in that area mm-hmm. that are being affected. They can't open their businesses. Their businesses are suffering. Their life is suffering because of these these uh, selfish, self-centered assholes that are in there, you know, playing uh, playing hippie com- communes in 1968. They, they, they think they're, you know, part of the Manson family and they've got the Spawn Ranch going. Well, no, those days are over and you can't do it anymore. Yeah. There, there was only one Charles Manson and he's dead. <laughs> there's all this, there's all this talk about how, how awful history is and, you know, all these, these things from the past. Well, it seems that they're taking this modernized society and taking it backwards. That's what it seems like. You want to run it into the ground. So it needs to get fixed real quick. Um, you know, unfortunately, Bill, the, the police all over the country, not only are, are have a target on their back, but they're also being, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, handcuffed. They, they, it's, they're being restricted. And I don't blame some of them for saying, screw this, I'm retiring or, or I'm moving on from my life or I'm, I'm not showing up to work because of uh, uh, I'm sick. Whatever the case is, I don't blame them one bit because the country, uh, at least on the news and all the bad people out there destroying stuff, they don't seem to care about police. So the cops are like, you know what, fine, have, have it without us. Yeah, I mean, you unfortunately had a situation a week or so ago in Atlanta where um, we talked about it last week. Uh, we don't need to regurgitate it, but one of those officers was charged with murder. Murder. Okay. Now, riddle me this. Riddle me this. I go to arrest someone. Uh, the suspect gets a taser, points it at me, and shoots it. That's a deadly weapon. And I return fire, and you're going to arrest me for murder? Has the world gone fucking mad? If that was if that was anybody else, if that was two citizens, and why a citizen would have a taser, I don't know. But because that guy was a cop, that's the only reason they arrested him for murder. The only reason. Otherwise, that's justifiable self-defense. And, and there's no doubt in my mind. And that that is just completely staggering to me. It makes no sense other than political ramifications mm-hmm. because of it. And, and we'll just leave it at that because there's no sense talking about it. It is what it is. Um, he will be, if he gets any decent defense at all, he, he will be acquitted of that charge. And then we'll deal with those ramifications later. So, and then he's got his partner, so-called partner, who's going to testify against him. Uh, obviously he was given a deal. So, you know, they'll conquer and divide. And it, it's, it's a sad state of affair. And because of that, I believe he had thirty a, a, a squad of 35 cops the other night that were supposed to work. 33 of them called in sick. The only two left to patrol was the lieutenant and a sergeant. So I guess they had to call in. They have an on, they have a on-call homicide team that's always on call. They had to call those guys in, have them put a uniform on, which some of them hadn't, haven't had a uniform on probably since the uh, Reagan administration. And they had to put uniforms on and go out and handle 911 calls. So 911, what's 911? What's that? Well, that's that's when you want a social worker to come out and quell your uh, neighbor problem before oh. someone gets shot. Oh, OK. Yeah. So yeah, it's, exactly. it's like an emergency. It's number. like an emergency. Number. Oh, OK. Yeah. It's, Interesting. It's excuse me. What what temperature do I do? I do I do I cook my turkey at? You know, that's what it's turning out to be. Oh, my God. So anyway, that that's the extent of that. And then I guess the other night, I guess in L.A. on days off. The transit, the the Los Angeles transit that runs through the city, the underground, um, 
uh, train tunnels, whatever they call them, are staffed with off-duty Los Angeles police officers. Well, guess what? There has been no takers to work that detail. So that's been unstaffed, unpoliced in the last week because of Mayor Idiot Garcetti's announcement that he's not going to pay cops overtime, even though that was a uh, in the in their MOU method of understanding in their contract that transit cops on their days off would be paid overtime. No more. He just decided to unilaterally cancel that and only give time off because of this uh, fiscal crisis budget that he that he thought of. No one else did but him. And um, all the overtime that those officers worked during the protests and the looting, they are not going to be paid. They're going to be granted time off. Well, you're going to see a mass exodus, exodus of seasoned veteran police officers throughout the country that have enough time to retire. They're gone. They will be done. There's no reason to stick around. And those that, are, that have injuries, trust me, those injuries are going to resurface somehow and they're going to be get, they're going to look for for medical reasons to get out and who nowadays would want to be a cop number 1 they're going to they're going to really curtail on on, on hiring mm-hmm. they're going to let the attrition rate kick in and there's going to be less numbers less trained and we're all going to become the new Mi- Minneapolis police department because that was their problem they had they were low in numbers and they weren't trained and we see how that worked out for them you had a guy with 18 complaints against him for um, for excessive force, and you know you see what happened there. So, if this is what the people want, if this is what our politicians want, if they want a cop-free police, no zone, no cops in the school society, by all means, do it. Please do it. It's not going to end well. I don't know what I don't care what people what people say. Um, I mean, where where how bad does it have to get until you people realize? Oh, you need police. Love them or hate them, you need police. You can't just have this utopia uh, and magical land. You just can't have it. And, and if you push if you push hard enough, you push the police away. Like you said, Bill. I don't blame them one bit. All right, I've, I've done my time. I'm out of here. I don't. I don't need the uh, the headache of, of possibly uh, getting involved in something that's either going to destroy my life or my family's. And you're not appreciated anyway. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. The only, it used to be, you know, you did something in good faith, and your heart was in the right place, and it ended kind of badly. You were covered, you know, because you had you were in good faith and you were acting reasonably. Throw all that out now. Throw it's all it's all result oriented now. No matter what your your intentions were. Well, Bill, we've been home for months now. We're starting to get out a little bit more. I try to watch less and less TV just to get outside more and and just, you know, I, I don't want to accidentally hear the news uh, or see it on because I've already talked about that, how news media, it sounds like uh, it, it sounds like we're getting verbally waterboarded daily by the news media, and that just bothers me to no end. But I won't rant too much on that. What has television uh, been like for you the past uh, few weeks anyway with things opening up more? Are you watching less just because you're out more? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've watched a lot of Netflix. I've watched a lot of Seinfeld. 
even though I've watched each program, each episode probably 25 times. I've covered that in the past. One one program, three programs I don't watch is either uh, Jimmy Fallon, uh, that communist social socialist bastard uh, um, Colbert, Stephen Colbert. Oh yeah, sorry. No. Who I wouldn't piss on if he was on fire. No, no. And <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel, who's the biggest hypocrite uh, person in the world, who quite coincidentally is on a on a little uh, three month one month vacation. Well, last time I checked, he's been doing shows from home. He's on a vacation now. So either he just wants to shut his camera off inside his house, or he's the only guy free to travel and the rest of us can't. I'll tell you what the story is. The story is he is a hypocritical fuck. <laughs> and the ABC network is trying to cover his ass. You know, we, we all remember back uh, during his man show days with the with the great Adam Carolla, who he lit who he who Kimmel lived off his coattails for his entire career until he got his own show. If it wasn't for Adam Carolla, Jimmy Kimmel would be bussing tables at a Denny's right now, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a funny guy. Sure he is. He's funny at other people's expense. You know, he's the guy who did the blackface Carl Malone. And where's, where's the outrage? Where's the outrage? People are starting to be aware of it. He's the one who did a some type of interview or mimicked... Um, uh, Snoop Snoop Dogg using the N word. He he Jimmy Kimmel you was using the N word in some type of skit that he did. And let's not forget. Last but not least, I mean we've covered the racist part. Uh, we can go sexist part when he was on the Man Show advocating girls on trampolines with their big jugs falling out of their shirt. We can we can advocate sexist now. We can advocate how he used to badmouth Oprah all the time. Uh, because of the guests she would have on her on her show during the man show that he did with Adam Carolla, very demeaning towards women. Um, you know, they'd have scantily clothed women walking around serving him beer, and um, you know, a show like that, which I personally thought was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now he, you know, obviously the, the the new Jimmy Kimmel thinks it's it's bad now because you know he's the Hollywood Jimmy Kimmel now, Mister Mister. Um, you know, Social justice warrior. Yes, yes. Mr. Left Wing, I'm all about right and wrong. Well, fuck you, Jimmy Kimmel. And let's just now, we've covered sexist, we've covered racist. Let's go homophobic. Let's go homophobic. When he was the sports guy at KROQ, uh, back 106.7, I believe, on your radio dial, uh, it's not the same station anymore. They've, they've dismantled it. All the good DJs are gone. But back, it was a morning show, Kevin and Bean, Back in, I want to say, 96, 97, maybe, he was the sports guy in the morning with those two. And he, he was pretty untethered. He got to speak what he wanted. Um, he One morning, it was June 14th. I do remember that. And it was either 96, 97. And I'd love if, if KROQ still kept their, their, their scripts or whatever from way back. It would be great to research this. Because if I'm lying, I'm dying. I heard it with my own ears. I'm driving in my car. Uh, I'm under. I'm, I, I remember where I was when I heard this, and I was appalled. I was on Central Avenue under the 91 Freeway Bridge, getting onto the freeway to go westbound in Riverside. I was working. I was a detective then, on duty, listening to the radio, and I heard uh, this. The, basically, what Jimmy Kimmel said was something to the effect of, "In honor of Flag Day today, June 14th." 
want to send a big shout out to Greg Louganis, end quote. Well, as we all know, Greg Louganis is gay. And we all know that June 14th is Flag Day. So it doesn't take anybody who's half a genius to figure out what he was insinuating. So you, Mr. Kimmel, you're a bad man. You're a bad guy, Jimmy Kimmel. You're a hypocrite. I wish you would just admit to the fact that you used to be a fun-loving guy who made fun of people, and that was your way of life, and that's how you made your money, and now you're an uptight asshole. And whatever little trip you're on, if ABC's trying to hide you, keep you out of the limelight, shame on them too. You should probably do the right thing and resign from your uh, show and quit and get some counseling because you're really fucked up. Yeah, I think there's a lot of hypocritical behavior that he has had over the years. Um, yeah, you talked about some of those uh, instances right there. It's just like, I, I don't know that he's publicly apologized for some of those things. Fuck no, he hasn't. Yeah, I he's mean, never apologized. But, but he's the first person to go out and lecture society or lecture individual situations and, uh, you know, he, he's this brave woke warrior now. And uh, yeah, I, I'm with you, Bill. It's very hypocritical. I mean, Adam Carolla, you take him and and the man show you talked about. Okay. I, I thought it was, you know, exactly what it was. It was the man show. It was, yeah, it was heterosexual men just uh, talking sports and girls and drinking and this and that. Um, but, you know, Adam Carolla's never apologized for, for having that. Like it was, it is what it is. But Jimmy Kimmel wants to, go complete 180 on a topic like that and be like, Oh, all these things are wrong. All these, you know, but he's never gone back to, to talking about his he, old days. He forgets where he came from. Yeah. Okay. I guarantee you, he doesn't give two shits about Kevin and Bean. Those guys are gone. I bet he didn't even talk to him anymore. The guys that gave him a start in radio gave him a start in the business. And I doubt very seriously because if he even keeps in that much contact with Adam Carolla, I could be wrong because they seem like two complete opposites. Now they used to, from what I understand, they used to be good friends on the same page to my knowledge, you listen to him more than I do, but Corolla hasn't changed a bit. No, he doesn't. And, and I believe that they still interact. They're still friends. They, they avoid politics like the plague, I guess. But but I've really liked Corolla the past uh, – getting into him uh, the past few months because he 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 doesn't buy into all this BS, this, this woke culture that you can't – he's a comedian, right? So is Kimmel. But he doesn't – he's like, I'm telling jokes. They're not – if you're offended, like get over it. Like that's like the, the central theme of everything he does. And he's just like – he doesn't buy into all the, the left direction that the country has gone with just uh, general things that go on in society. I mean he, he, he you follow him on Twitter. He's got some really funny things. He talked about how you know if you want to put a patio uh, on <laughs> on your mother mother's uh, front porch or back porch or whatever, uh, you got to – go through all these permits and everything. But if you want to tear down a statue or something, just, you know, roll your skateboard over to the, the local park and, and have at it. I mean, it's just, he, he calls out the one thing he does a good job out is, is, call, is calling out the hypocrisy of all the things we talked about the hypocrisy of Jimmy Kimmel, but Adam Carolla kind of calls it out like it is. And yeah, if you're, if you're a sensitive person, maybe he's not the type of guy for you as far as listening to him. I don't agree with everything he says, but he's pretty funny. Uh, he's a, he's a voice of reason. I think at today's age. So I like listening to him and, and what a concept, Bill. You, you, you don't have to agree with someone 100% to really like them. I mean, what a concept that is. You know what I mean? 
Well, that's that's something that we're really lacking nowadays. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to put it in a big totality here with some of the bullshit that's going on as far as people knocking over statues with skateboards and doing what the hell they want to do, that is a product of a complete, we'll give you a cookie for doing nothing life. <laughs> Everybody gets a, you know, the, all these little fuckers must have played AYSO soccer because they all got trophies for nothing. All right. They, 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 they lived life and mediocrity was, <laughs> was, was king in their life. You know, they all got a pat on the head for being a shitbird, Okay. And not working hard, <laughs> you know, and now look what it's look, look, look what a, um, a, a generation of everybody gets a part participation pin. Look what it's, look what it's got us. Mm -hmm. Look what it's got us. You know, they're trying to overthrow the fucking country with all this falderall, for lack of better <laughs> words. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. The, the, everything's bad. Everything the U.S. has ever stood for. It's terrible. It's, uh, you know, the whole country's racist. We need change. And it's just getting very carried away. And I want to call out, you know what, just in general, the celebrities and the athletes who are so outspoken about so many things, we need change, we need this and that. Why don't you guys, instead of saying those things, with the, which you have every right to, why don't you guys also call out some of the destruction of our country, the the, the tearing down of things, the, the violence? I don't hear celebrities and athletes uh, 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 denouncing these things. Why is that? How come it can only be, oh, we need it's it's this selective advocation i i have i'm advocating this all they they advocate silence on so many issues they refuse to speak out and i'm tired of it i'm tired of uh you know the the celebrities with blue check marks on their twitter accounts because they're special people and they need to be uh they you know they need to be confirmed that that they're someone important and and it's just it's just nonsense i'm so yeah. tired of it bill well let me tell you how crazy it's gone you know, there, there was once a day when I was, uh, I don't anymore for obvious reasons, but I used to be on some dating sites, one of which was Bumble, which is the one where if you, uh, if there's a mutual swipe, uh, it's up to the woman to contact you first. Well, I'll, when you read these profiles, and it could be on Bumble, it can be on t Tinder, probably, it could be on any dating site where you write a profile. These women say that if you're a Trump supporter, swipe left. Are you fucking kidding me? All of a sudden, because, because you're a Trump supporter and you, and you go into this, you go in with a defeatist attitude with the person. I mean, it could be Clark Gable for Christ's sake on the other end. <laughs> and you're going to say swipe left because he's a fucking Trump supporter. You know what? Whatever miserable son of a bitch you wind up with, you fucking deserve. Okay. <laughs> And you know what I wanted to do one time? I wanted to rewrite my profile and say, if you don't wipe your ass once a day, swipe left, okay? Because that makes more sense, okay? Your cleanliness makes more sense than me supporting Trump or being a Trump supporter. So for all you women out there that are listening, and I know there's probably not many, <laughs> but if you know someone or you guys out there listening that know someone that's on a dating site, tell these fucking people... <laughs> To keep their politics to themselves, okay? Because it makes them look like a complete fucking idiot, all right? Trump, uh, swipe left if you're a Trump supporter. Kiss my fucking ass. <laughs> I would I would purposely swipe right and get into a debate with these people and tell them just how fucked up they are. 
Why is that? Well, first of all, before I continue, Bill, what did your uh, profile used to say? I don't remember. <laughs> I, you know what? Up for a good time, whatever. You know what? Uh, you know, who knows? It's been a long time. It's I been a long time. Yeah. In fact, in fact, the, the 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 kitten that I was petting in the in the picture, it's probably dead. <laughs> so who knows? Who knows? What? Com- what? Complete and, and uh, utter uh, untruths told. <laughs> Why? Why does? Why does politics have to be at the forefront of everything? You do you have do you have liberal friends, Bill? I yes, know I, I do. do. I do. I do. I don't. I don't go up to them and the first words out of my mouth is, "Oh, you don't support the president. I hate you." Like what? What are we doing? Why is it always going to be at the forefront of everything? Like that. This is part of the problem. Is that politics has gone into literally everything? You can't turn on Amazon Prime without some message coming up on your screen. You can't watch a sporting event without some athlete or someone else making things political. Like it, it's just, it's so ridiculous. Like I just, I just want to have a conversation and maybe well, like, have a beer or, you know, hang out. Like Terrell Owens is out now marching with the black lives matter. You know what? That's his constitutional right. Knock yourself out. But because he's doing it or if he did it for him, I wouldn't, who gives a shit? Who the fuck is Terrell Owens? He's a retired wide receiver for the whoever he played for. And you know what? He thinks he thinks he's more important than he really is. Yeah. And how about this asinine statement by Brett Favre? Let's get into it. I mean, that that just absolutely put me on the floor. I knew the guy's a dumb fuck. I knew he's just a dumb hillbilly. I knew he didn't have a lot of brains. Okay. But to be completely 100% out of his mind to say that is, I mean, if there was a way to take his hall of fame status away, I would be all for it because that is an idiotic statement. Yes. And and to those who have not heard it, although uh, I don't know how you, how you haven't, um, you know, Brett Favre uh, was basically asked about Colin Kaepernick and the current situation that's going on right now. I will say this. You have to be aware that right now, if you're going to do an interview, you got to know that some of these questions are going to come at you. So you better be prepared. We already touched on Drew Brees and how he was just, uh, you know, ganged up on by social media mob and forced to apologize. Um, you know, I, I don't want to mess up this quote. So uh, Ka- Kaepernick, let's see. Brett Favre said, I can only think of right off the top of my head, Pat Tillman, another guy who did something similar, and we regard him as a hero. So I'd assume that hero status will be stamped with Kaepernick as well. Let's talk about those two men. And you know what? If, if you believe in what Colin Kaepernick is doing and, and uh, you know, that he's a hero in your mind, if you think he can hold the helmet of Pat Tillman for what he did for walking away for millions of dollars and playing NFL football and becoming an army ranger after 9-11, going to deployment and being killed in action. You have a screw loose if you think Colin Kaepernick is anywhere near the hero that Pat Tillman was. It, the, the, the lunacy of that, I, I think Brett Favre was probably put on the spot, but at the same time, I, I think you didn't have to bring up Pat Tillman. You didn't, you didn't have to bring Pat Tillman into a Colin Kaepernick situation. You did, and that's unfortunate. 
So I disagree with a ton of the things Colin Kaepernick has done, what he stands for. Okay, that's my opinion to have. Some people love him and worship him. But if you think for one second that guy would do anything close to what Pat Tillman did, you are crazy. Well, I agree 100%. Uh, it's, it's, it's not even close to what you know. Pat Tillman went and died for his country. Um, the only thing that died with Colin Kaepernick was his career. Mm-hmm. And that's why he started taking a knee. Yeah. Okay. Now, I will say this. I will say this. Colin Kaepernick was a pretty damn good football player for a while. Yes. They learned how to defense him, and he didn't have that great of an arm. And everybody says he's better than probably every backup quarterback out there right now. In fact, I can't, I think um, somebody said that last night on the show I was watching. I can't remember who it was. It was a retired defensive back from the Steelers. Uh, I can't remember. But anyway. Bottom line is, is that if he was that fucking good, somebody would sign him. I don't give a shit. They've signed murderers. They've signed people that have done a hundred times worse than what Colin Kaepernick has done. Do you think these owners and jams care if he's kneeled, took a knee? No, they don't give a shit. They would hire, they would hire him if he was good. The bottom line is he ain't that good. All right. That's why he's not playing. And the only reason he started taking a knee towards the end of his career when he was benched was to bring him attention. Look at me, look at me, look at me, because he knew he was going to be out of a job. And that was his his crutch to perhaps save his job. Yeah, he signed a multi-million dollar deal, um, you know, a year or so before uh, he was then benched in 2016 and wasn't going to be the starter. Um, you know, it was shortly after the Super Bowl run. He again, he 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 had a good run. He he played good football, um, and and he got to the end of it after signing a very big contract. Um, I'll read you his exact quote because people always say, "Oh, he's not he's not uh, protesting the flag or the national anthem. It's about police brutality." Well, let me tell you his original statement, August twenty seventh, two thousand sixteen. I'm not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. That sounds like he's protesting the flag to me. And if you want to get into the whole discussion and argument, okay, fine. But the bottom line is he didn't do this stuff when he was a starter. He didn't do this stuff until after he signed that big contract. Okay. That's why I'm skeptical of the sincerity of his message. Now, was he trying to do uh, what he thought was right. I guess so. I, I I don't know, but, but you lose, you lose me and a lot of other people when you start wearing uh, socks with that portrays police officers as pigs and, and you do all those things. Then you have a tryout after all these years of being uh, allegedly left out of the NFL and you may, you have it moved to your own location. It's all about you. It's all about you. Anyway, Pat, t- Pat Tillman turned down a, a roughly $3.6 million deal over three years. It was going to be a new contract for him with the Arizona Cardinals and, and went into the army Rangers and, and served his country. He was killed in action. Uh, yes, it was, it was friendly fire. It doesn't matter what he did in giving things up and going to fight for a cause, fight for a country that he was proud of is completely and above and beyond all the things Mr. Kaepernick is standing for. And if, and if I'm, if, if I'm some jerk for saying that, well, fine, but that's my opinion. And if for Brett Favre to put those two men in the same sentence to me is absolutely ridiculous. Well, it goes back to, you know, Brett Favre has the IQ of a, a 
size size nine shoe. Okay, he's not very smart, and it doesn't surprise me that he said it. It's completely one hundred percent bad. Somebody should have shut him up. They shouldn't have allowed him to talk because he again he is not a smart guy. Now my here's my here's my take on how we solve the flag situation. Okay. All right. This coming football season, whether or not Colin Kaepernick is signed by a team, that's not my concern. That's not my area of expertise. If he is great, if he isn't great, I don't care. Now, if I was Roger Goodell, the commissioner, which I'm not because I have two testicles and he doesn't, okay, (laughs) this is what I would do. This is what I would do. I would not play the national anthem. I would not play it. Number one, there's not going to be any crowds. Number two, everything's just going to be on TV. And they, and when you see a TV game, you don't see the anthem anyway. So number and number three, add one and one together, and you get through. And you get add one, add the first two, and you get number three. <laughs> For those two reasons, <laughs> equals three. Just don't do it. Don't take the equate. Take the. It's like it's like if if somebody's mouthing off and being a loud fuck, put put tape over their mouth. Okay, Bill, you're silencing the cause. How could you do that, uh, Commissioner Barnes? That's that's silencing our 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 cause, and and we're trying to make progress, and we're trying to. How can you do that to us, Commissioner Barnes? Take thirty seconds before the game, and get on a knee, get on your stomach, crawl on your back, uh, do the chicken dance, whatever you want to do. That's yeah. your time, but you're not, but we're not. We're just not going to give. We're just going to have a new a new. Um, policy now where we're just not going to play the anthem and I would do that in every sport yeah every fucking sport I I hear what you're saying no I I get that originally that was my biggest problem with all this uh protesting of the of the anthem at the anthem is because you took a moment what we're all supposed to be united Mm -hmm. and respectful and you made it about you we're not united we're not respectful yeah so let's just put the facade yeah let's just take it away you're right and and how come people couldn't come out and like you said 30 seconds at halftime when no one's on the field. Go to the midfield and take a knee or whatever you want to do. Tim Tebow did, and everybody thought he was an idiot. Yeah, how dare he? How dare Tim Tebow get on his knee and pray? That's what what a jerk. What a heathen he is. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's uh, it, it's just there's so much hypocrisy in it. it. It just drives me nuts. And unfortunately, you know what, Bill? I, I could see the national anthem being pulled from sporting events, but it's probably – a completely different reason than you just said. It's probably going to be like, how can we play this? This this country is racist. This country is uh, the foundations of this country are are, are so wrong. And, and so many people hate this country from within. And I'm like, why are you here? If it's if it's so bad, how come people don't go somewhere else? Uh, why is that? I mean, why well, do you I, hate? I, our- I'd like to right now, but I can't. But I sent my passport in back in March <laughs> to get. Um, to get updated, to get renewed, and I still haven't gotten the fucking thing yet. I'd love to take a trip, trust me, <laughs> but I can't get my goddamn passport. It's been three months, and and I guess the passport people aren't working. They're not stamping them. They cashed my check, but I haven't gotten my passport yet. You know, I know we're not. We can't go anywhere. There's flight limitations, but you know, I might like to you know take a trip down to Mexico and roll around the beach down there. I can't even do that. <laughs> I'd like my passport, so we can go. Well, it's the federal government, Bill. Come on, you, you think they're they're moving? Uh, trying I, to I, I'll, I'll, they, they, they're, they're sure going to want my goddamn taxes on time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When I get my passport, you get your fucking taxes. How's that? 
<laughs> I like that. I'm in, I'm in favor of that type of stuff. Absolutely. What, why, why not? I mean, yeah, federal government. Oh my goodness. Anyway, th- there's, there's a lot of topics here, a lot of things to break down, but yeah, I agree with you that, that Brett Favre comment. Uh, I, I just, I, I don't get, where's the outcry. How come, how come he's not being forced to apologize like Drew Brees was? How come he's not um, being, you know, they're burning Favre jerseys in the streets? Why is that? Someone explain that to me. I, I, I don't understand it. Because they realize that Brett Favre is just a dumbass. And, and, and shit coming out of his mouth probably doesn't mean anything to people. What Drew Brees is an intelligent guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I still stand by his original statement. I do too. I'm like, what, what did he say that was so wrong? Talked about he never said at any point, you know, you 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 can't protest, you can't do this. He said what he prefers to do. He doesn't want to disrespect the flag. But again, he he, he completely apologized for for his comments and everything. Now he's got people who were supporting him pissed off. So in this day and age, Bill, it's just who do you want to piss off? <clears throat> really, that's what it boils down to. Do you want to piss off the left? Do you want to piss off the right? Do you want to piss off? the religious do you want to piss off the atheist you I, want, I, pers- I personally want to piss everybody off yeah okay i want to piss everybody off mm-hmm. because i personally don't care <laughs> okay um the only person i don't want to piss off is uh the uh guy who signs my my retirement check from the state of california whoever that may be <laughs> you're a great guy keep doing the keep doing the lord's work <laughs> that's the only person okay otherwise i could give two shits who i piss off i don't care yeah, I mean the old adage is you can't you can't please everyone. So I think that's a better approach, Bill. Why not just piss off everyone? Why not? Yeah, absolutely. Someone's going to be mad anyway, so yeah. you can't win no matter what you do. I mean, you are accused of uh, you know being a being a Trump supporter. What an asshole you are! Yeah. Oh my if, god! If you're a Trump supporter, swipe left. <laughs> Holy shit, man! <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's like. Uh, yeah, I, I just I can't comprehend some of the stuff that's out there these days. I mean, I'm all I'm all I don't whatever you stand for, whatever your beliefs are, like I don't that's not, that's not the first thing on my mind when I meet you or I talk with you. It's like, okay, that's what you believe. Like, why is that why is it such an attack mode these days? Why is it such a oh you you believe uh in in, in this, you you don't believe in that, you know, it's like who cares? Are you really that concerned with what I, it's like, it's like being concerned over the team I like in, in sports. Like that, that's really what it is. I, who, who cares? I mean, we're just, we're not going to get anywhere with this continued attitude. If you think this is a free country, think again. Ooh, that's a, that's. If you think this yeah. is a free country, you need to, uh, you need to reconsider your thought process. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, very sad, but but very true, Bill. You're you're 100% on that. Well, Bill, June will be wrapping up here, the month of June, pretty quick, and we'll be into July. It'll be the 4th of July before you know it. Uh, typically, the 4th of July is, you know, hot dogs and barbecues and uh, apple pie and, and baseball, of all things. And unfortunately... Baseball's dragged their feet quite a quite a bit, uh, but there has been some recent news here with baseball. Um, I mean, what are your what are your current what are your comments on the current situation regarding Major League Baseball and some of the recent news? 
Well, as of press time, which it's 1.20 Tuesday afternoon, we tape a day ahead, um, probably in about 40 minutes is the deadline that MLB wants two things from the players' union. That is, can they be at their whatever wherever they're going to train at, their city, by July 1st? Mm-hmm. And will they agree with whatever health codes they're going to implement with this COVID-19? So with those with those with those two uh, agreements, will enable the commissioner to implement a sixty approximate sixty game schedule, which is a fucking joke. Okay, <laughs> sixty games. That's two road. That's that's two home stands and two road trips. Okay. Um, my question is great. Okay, people are going to get paid. Some people for two and a half months. Um, the little people in baseball, such as the ticket takers, the clubhouse people, stadium people, etc. I don't even think they're going to have parking lot attendants because there are not going to be any people coming to games. Yeah, they can play. My idea: play the you know go on a you know play these games. Let's say you play for the LA Dodgers. You really want to get get, get with the community? Go play the games at their um at their at their uh, at the MLB complex in Compton. Yeah, why not? You're not going to have crowds. Go play there. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not being facetious. It's it's an easy setup for the camera crews. You you bus in, get off the bus, play, get back on the bus, go to your hotel, shit, shower, shave, and be done. You don't have to go into the stadium, mix with people, uh, go into clubhouses where you're going to mix up, you know, bodily fluids and catch this dreaded disease. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, if I mean, let's. I mean, there's so many things you could do with this to make it make this farce a little more less farcical if that's such a thing. All right. And if or if you're the angels, instead of playing in, in angel stadium, go over to uh, Villa park high school and play or go to Newport Harbor high school and play. And people can come out sit in their cars at a socially distant safe area and watch the fucking game. <laughs> All right. What what a concept. I mean, I mean, seriously. Yeah. I mean, I mean, why do you have to go play in your fucking stadium? Are you that egotistical that you have to go play in front of forty thousand empty seats? It's true. I mean, I, maybe there's some rule that I don't know, but let let's get creative. Bill, you've been around ball players though, especially at the professional level. I can't imagine what it's like the big league level, but you you've interacted with some big league umpires and and been around Major League Baseball a little bit. Everyone involved, especially players, they have a certain way. Of, of, of living. They're used to a certain uh, level of a standard of locker rooms, of spreads after games, of facilities, of uh, training rooms, workout rooms. They're, they're used to just this, this big league treatment. And even if there's not fans in the stands, I guarantee you they're going to want a big league treatment still. Well, I tell you what, with this COVID shit and it's ramping up in a lot of states and they say, well, there's going to be a second wave. Well, no, I disagree. There's going to be a long wave and it's going to be never ending until there's a a um, what's the word we're looking for? We had trouble with this word last week. Vaccine. Yes, a vaccine. I we, was playing we, around. We, oh, 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 I, had a, I knew it. <laughs> until there's a vaccine, uh, this thing ain't going anywhere. All right. You get used to the masks. Get used to being socially distant. Allegedly, get used to all this bullshit. Okay. Just like when they when they were uh, hijacking planes back in the seventies, they instituted. Uh, these these um, metal detectors in airports, okay? 
and they haven't gone away. They're still there. Masks, until there's a vaccine, these things are not going anywhere. All right. Get used to living like this. It sucks. I hate it. It's bullshit. I don't want to leave my house because when I go to the store and I see all these people in masks, it, it makes me feel like I'm living in some type of toxic world. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't like it. I don't like my freedom being fucked with like that. I want to see somebody's face, no matter how ugly they are or how, <laughs> or how good looking they are. I want to see their face. I don't want to see a goddamn mask. All right. Even though I probably look better with a mask on and I'm doing some other people a favor, I get it, but I still want that option to see other people. So getting back to baseball, um, I, I mean, if it wasn't for get people getting paid, I, I would say, why bother? Yeah. Why bother? And who knows if this COVID thing ramps up, like, like some people say it's going to, although they don't know because Fauci was on the radio or on uh, TV today saying it could be, it couldn't be just like he has from the get go. I mean, to be a, a, um, infectious disease expert, you don't have to be very fucking smart and you don't have to be an expert. You just have to ride the fence like Humpty Dumpty, I guess. Well, uh, you know, usually when you go to the doctor, you get uh, his opinion. You can go to another doctor and get a second opinion, right? Well, with some of these guys, you can get multiple opinions and that's on the same getting. subject. I mean, this mask thing, I mean, if we don't, I guess if we don't worn masks from the, from the, uh, from, from the, uh, start, there wouldn't have been that, there wouldn't have been the spread there was. Mm -hmm. Because now they're saying masks are absolutely invaluable and everybody should wear them because that's what's saving lives. Well, where the fuck were you four months ago with this idea? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Fauci, you know, come on, dude. Who, I mean, I mean, did you get your medical degree in Barbados? <laughs> I mean, seriously, what have you done? What? What's your, <sighs> I mean, I'm calling you out because- I don't think you're the expert that you let on to be. Yeah. No, and, and, and again, baseball, we're talking about baseball, yeah. baseball. Um, we'll see what happens. I, I think it's going to be a big yawn if it even goes. Yeah. I mean, what happens? Let's just say uh, July 29th, we're three days into the season and Corey Bellinger gets is, is each because they're going to test every day. What if he's positive? Mm -hmm. He's out two weeks. That's a third of the season. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. And then who who are you gonna who are you gonna sit down with him because he's been exposed to yeah. the whole goddamn team? Are you gonna bring in thirty ex, uh, another thirty guys? There's no minor league. There's, no, I mean, There's a taxi squad. Yeah. Uh, well, here's a quick overview. This is, this is from ESPN, but this is a quick overview. Uh, you're looking at around a sixty game season. Opening day would be July twenty fourth. Spring training would be on July first. Okay. Uh, let me let me let me stop right there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why do you need? A 23-day spring training. I don't know. Let's I, just throw out the balls and let's play. Yeah. Okay? Let's. Everybody's going to be on the same. Pitchers only go an inning. I get it. I understand. These guys have been working out. These guys have been playing. We need three weeks to get ready? Bill, I told you. They are used to how long? How long does it take to go out and chalk a fucking field? <laughs> All right? We can go over here to freaking Glen Avon Park and chalk a field in 15 minutes. And, and get guys playing. Let's get it going. 23 fucking days to get this thing orchestrated? I'm telling you. Baseball players, more than anybody else, are are all about their routine, the exact same. We need warm. We need to warm up for three. I don't know why you need 23 practice games or whatever. Uh, just, just get out there and play. You should have been playing all this time anyway. 
staying sharp. They've been working out. Trust me, they've been working out. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I'm anyway. sorry to interrupt you with such a fucking bullshit idea. Go, <laughs> go right ahead. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this is, uh, you know, one thing. Does this mean, with, with this news, does this mean that there will be a 2020 season with the 60 games? Apparently, yes. Uh, unless the players, they go on strike, which I might be unlikely, but at the same time, According to to this here, with 60 games with a prorated salary, you're only going to be looking at about 37% of your full season salary. So I don't know how the players feel about that. I know last week we talked about them saying when and where, let's get on the field. I'm, I'm wondering if that was maybe calling the owner's bluff. I, I don't know, Bill. But Well, if they did, the owners, well, with the help of Manfred, yes. who is probably, uh, you know, again, he's he's there, he's there, he's the he's the the owner's spokesman, basically. Who knows? I mean, one thing for sure, it's all about the money. Always. It's not about who wins and loses. It's not about who's out there hitting the ball 400 feet. Health. It's about the money. Yeah, any of that. You're any right. of that. It's money. So you're right. I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just think you made a great point, too. The season starts and someone and someone gets get hit with something. It's like, well, okay, does, does everything get shut down? Well, I mean, I, I just, I just don't know. I mean, Bill, we, we touched a little bit on like last week uh, afterwards. We're kind of just chatting off the air about like the, the strike in 1994. And, and I hadn't, cause I was only let's say nine years old. So I didn't know as much about it. I guess I didn't realize that the season started and it was, it was well, maybe half season already had gone by. The first week of August is when they suspended play. Yeah. And, and, and the Montreal Expos were on a terror pace. Yes. Wins and losses. Mm-hmm. And they were doing great. Mm-hmm. And then they shut the season down. Uh, Matt Williams of the Giants was on a record pace to hit like 70 home runs. And this was a good four or five years before the uh, the McGuire-Sosa anabolic steroid <laughs> race yeah. happened. So... Um, and if you look at Matt Williams, he certainly isn't a uh, steroid uh, guy. <laughs> but anyway, there was a lot of good things going on in that year. And the players unanimously said that, that we're striking. And another side note is Bo Jackson was playing for the Angels then. Oh, wow. Bo Jackson was an angel. <laughs> and when the strike hit, he retired. He quietly walked away. Yeah. And that's one thing I remember. So um, anyway... Yeah, the season went was was full steam ahead. Like I say, I think it was like August eighth or ninth. They they shut down and they didn't play the rest of the season. They didn't play the playoffs. They didn't play the World Series. And then in '95, they started spring training with replacement players. That's right, and that's what like Michael Jordan refused yes. to uh, to, yes. to be a part of that and yes. went into uh, back to basketball. But Brendan Donnelly of the Angels, who was on their World Series team in two thousand two, relief pitcher was a replacement player. He wow. was never he, he was never a union member of the MLB union, but he was a damn good pitcher. And uh, Brandon Donnelly was the one player that comes to mind that was a replacement player that ended up, you know, making it a few years. But but why like that's why I think this whole thing, this isn't over yet. Just because Manfred says there's gonna be season and there's these all these time I, I still think there could be something the players I, I don't know. There'll, I mean, there'll be an owner before the players strike There'll be a lockout. Okay. And a lockout means that they're just not letting them play. They're whatever they have on their contract, obviously they're going to get paid. But uh 
you know, they're going to lock them out. What, why was the strike in 94? What, why, why did it occur in the middle of the season? What, what was the negotiations? Why were the negotiations happening during the season instead of an off season? Do you remember? Because I believe at the end of that season, what their collective bargaining agreement expired. Okay. And they wanted something in concrete prior to that. And they just set that date as a drop dead date. And that date came, it went, and they stopped. Wow. Wow. I, I had just assumed, I guess, that uh, the season, you know, didn't have as much of a chunk of it uh, played as, as I thought it did. But again, I was I was a little kid. I just knew there was no World Series in 94. And uh, you know what? If, if I was a betting man, which I'm not, Bill, I, 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 I despise and condone, uh, you know, I don't condone gambling. Uh, but I, I, I don't think there's going to be a World Series played. I just don't. I'm sitting here talking to you. Maybe they start a season, but like you said, I think something's going to happen. And as bad as things have gone over these few months with the negotiations, I think something's going to come up. There might be a loophole in something. I don't know. The players walk. Who? Bunch of them get uh, coronavirus. I don't know. But if my gut tells me, even though they might start this season, it's not going to get finished. You're probably. It could be. I mean. Who knows? I mean, this has been such a, a – this whole year <laughs> has been a question mark. Yeah. You wake up and something goofy happens that you thought would never happen, and it happens. Um, every so, day. Every day. Something new every day. Every day. I mean, uh, say what you want about statues being ripped down and every – the mob is now – they're tearing down statues of Abraham Lincoln, Ulysses S. Grant. U.S. Grant was a general from the Union side in the Civil War. Abraham Lincoln, we know he was president, and he was a president at that time during the Civil War. So it may have started with Confederate statues and all these other things, but it has spilled into now they're just destroying everything. Well, There's, what's what are we doing? Well, what we're doing is is we're making it uh, kind of making it uh, a little. Uh, uncomfortable for pigeons to have to shit instead of on <laughs> statues they are going to have to find something else. So again, it's an inanimate object. Like, think of it this way. It's an inanimate object. Mm -hmm. It's a piece of marble or whatever the hell they're made of. Okay. And pigeons like to shit on them. So <laughs> we're making it inconvenient for them. Um, you know, I'm trying to dummy this down to the lowest form of, of dumminess here. And that is, you knock them down. You knock, there is no rhyme or reason because, like you say, they're knocking down statues that are pro what these folks are are wanting. I don't. I don't think people. I think deep down, a big part of these mobs just want to destroy things. They sure, want, sure they, they, they want to destroy, knock things down. Oh, that's a statue. Let's destroy it. Uh, you know, I think it may have started as attacking certain people who stood for certain things or had, uh, you know, did certain things 200 years ago. You say that they, they knocked down Ulysses Grants? Is that what you were saying? Yeah. Okay. These people don't know if it was Ulysses Grant or fucking Lou Grant, Ed Asner, okay? <laughs> they don't know. They just want to break shit. Yeah. Okay. So if, if Ed Asner had a statue outside of, you know, CBS Studios in LA, I'm sure they, they'd go after him too. Yeah. So they don't know. They just want to bust shit up. There's no reason, rhyme, no reason for it. That's why I say don't put a lot of credence in that. They're just busting shit up. They're just breaking things. Break them. 
Well, my that's but but Bill, my thing is what? Okay, you say oh, destroy a statue. Yeah, what what's a big deal? But but then it's it's we've already seen businesses and and even some homes destroyed. I mean, where does it end? Do they start dragging people out of their homes? Well, next, I would I would invite any dumb son of a bitch to try to do that in my house. Well, and we'll see where that, where that gets you. Statues. My point is, don't shoot a, back. That's true. for sure. It's a statue. Okay, <laughs> it's not someone's business. It's not it's not someone's livelihood. It's a it's a piece of of marble. It's a piece of metal, whatever the hell they're made from. Cement. Who knows? Okay. Again, our gutless leaders are allowing this to happen. Yeah. And there's nothing we can do about it. No, so I'll pick my battle in another location. You're right. No, I mean I've said it many times. What you permit is what you promote. So uh, if you're going to stand by and let things happen, then yeah, you're saying it's okay, uh, and that's not okay. So it's not okay. But what can you do? You're right. I mean the the cops. We already talked about that. They they have to sit back and let this stuff happen apparently because if they if they get involved they're going to be the big bad police that are evil and this and that it's just you know they're they're like they're like you know you can't win you're asking the cops the equivalent of of to go of of to go play one on one against Michael Jordan okay that ain't, they're they're not going to win you might as well go sit and fucking at the center court and color and color in a coloring book okay <laughs> that's about how much luck you're going to have in 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 combating this you ain't get, you're not going to get anywhere Throw your hands up, go sit in the fetal position, suck your thumb, and call it a day. There's nothing you can do. But it, but it's not going to end, Bill. It's, it's not, not going to end. I mean, we, the the Minnesota, Duluth, Minnesota, I believe it was, they they want to remove the term chief from the chief of police and the, and the chief of the fire department because that's offensive. Uh, you know, there's just, there's just countless things. The Texas Rangers had to put out a statement that they're not going to change their name because some journalists, uh, I guess – uh, ask them if they were going to because they're because it's uh, they're associated with law enforcement of some kind. It's like they, well, there's no end to this well, if it's not, if okay. it's not put to okay. All right. Well, then I'm calling for the a name change of the Los Angeles Dodgers, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> because if I may, I might be dodging bullets from gangsters down there in LA. Yeah. Okay. So I'm calling for a name change of the Los Angeles Dodgers. <laughs> This, I mean, that's about how fucking stupid this stuff is. Yes. Okay. Are we removing all terms from our vocabulary now? The, I'm not kidding, Bill. They wanted to change. I, I've heard a, a call for a, a name change to the Masters Golf Tournament. Mm-hmm. The Masters. Mm-hmm. It's 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 uh you know that term is offensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It, it's like what yeah. what are we doing? Well, that's why you can't um, remove every name. That <sighs> yeah. That's why the in the movie Reservoir Dogs. It was real simple. You're Mr. White. You're Mr. Pink. You're Mr. Yellow. You're Mr. Black. You're Mr. Green. Okay, and that's just the way it was. Yeah. And when he wanted, he didn't want to be Mr. Pink. Too bad. <laughs> Why do I got to be pink? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. It, it's not. It, it's a frustrating time. I get an opportunity to vent with you weekly about this stuff. Uh, you always spice up the program, of course, and you get me fired up a little bit even to be able to, uh, you know, let let out some of my frustrations, some of my opinions. But uh, so anyway, well, when you're you, when you when you're <clears throat> right on the edge of being a little emotionally unstable as I am, you know, this is a good outlet for me. <laughs> this this is cheaper than going and paying 120 bucks an hour to talk to a to a uh, a, a therapist. I get to come out and just just completely pontificate my my ridiculousness into this big microphone here at the honeypot studios <laughs> honey bucket studios whatever you want to call it here in eastvale california 
And, you know, everybody lives happily ever after. There was no shots fired. No small animals were hurt. Everybody is happy. It's basically, it's not quite fiction, but it almost is. But we try to make some truth into our madness and, you know, make a happier day for all people out there to, to you know, go home and just think about, you know, some things we say. Yeah, absolutely. And it's nice that we have, you know, basically a week in between shows. And every time something, it seems like as soon as the show ends, our recording ends uh, right away, uh, the next day something will happen. And I'll be like, oh, Bill, we got, we already got stuff to talk about for next well, week. Well, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to hear the, you know, the, the MLB results here in about 15, 20 minutes. And everything that we hit on is probably going to be completely, completely um, the other way. And we're like complete idiots for not covering what we didn't know. So again, this press time, what we talked about could be completely different or we could have been spot on. Who knows? Yeah. And, and part of and it, guess what? Who really cares? Who cares? I mean, what's the, who cares? All this stuff, Bill, everything, everybody's feelings. I, I, I don't care anymore. I don't care about hurting feelings. I, I, I just, care. there's too much of it going on. No. And if, if, if everything is offensive, then it's like, okay, well, fine. <laughs> That'll wrap up another episode with Bill Barnes. We appreciate you being here, Bill. It's so much fun. I got to tell you, every week, I'm glad you're here in the studio. Uh, we did record a little earlier today, so we'll see what happens with Major League Baseball, huh? We'll see. Take two and enter right, huh? <laughs> we'll see you next week, Bill. Adios. Thanks again, Bill Barnes, for joining us every single Wednesday. Really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to record with us. Uh, just fun doing shows with you, my friend. Uh, you definitely you definitely have a way with words, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> man, I got, oh, sorry, guys, but <laughs> I can't stop laughing sometimes. Thanks, Bill Barnes. You're the man. We appreciate you joining us. Already looking forward to next week uh, on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. Well, guys, uh, let me tell you about tomorrow's guest on Thursday. We're going to be joined by Shay Munoz. She is a singer. Uh, she's played in a band with my girlfriend, Valerie, before. Uh, she's going to talk about music, what it's like performing. She's, she's a fun person. She's only the second female we've had on this program outside of my girlfriend, Valerie Burns. So uh, looking forward to you guys hearing her interview. It's a lot of fun. She lives in Bakersfield now, but she's moving to Nashville very soon. So uh, be sure to tune in tomorrow for the interview with Shay Munoz. On Friday, we're joined by Major Bill Lee, a uh, member of the Marine Corps. He is uh, quite a guy. Our interview goes really long with him, but it was a lot of fun catching up with him, talking about uh, everything, really, building men and uh, uh, leading men into combat, just a whole bunch of things that we touch on. Uh, you know, <laughs> all, all kinds of uh, all kinds of topics. So be sure to tune in on Friday for that. And if you haven't heard our episodes from this week, uh, they're there available for you uh, Monday, Tuesday, and of course today's uh, with Bill Barnes. But uh, all our interviews, all our episodes are available uh, at all times. Uh, we operate through the Anchor app, but you can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast, basically. I know uh, Apple, Spotify, and a few other ones are, are some places you can listen to us. Uh, there's plenty of ways to follow the Get Home Safe podcast. Of course, our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. Really looking forward to the remaining shows this week. 
Uh, I can't tell you how much I enjoy sitting down with Bill. Uh, we usually record Tuesdays, but the show goes out on Wednesday, and it's just so much fun to sit with him. Uh, you know, he's got a week to bottle up uh, all the <laughs> all the emotions and all the uh, news he reads and sees, and so it's just a lot lot of fun to catch up and have a conversation. Really, we've been doing it in person the past couple weeks, and it's just a, a lot of fun. And yeah, he says some things that, again. I, I I probably would not, but he says a lot of things that, that I do agree with too. So a lot of fun catching up with my friend Bill. Uh, looking forward to next week with him already. I can't tell you guys enough how how excited we are to just continue to put out shows on this podcast. It's just so much fun. Uh, we're approaching four thousand plays. I hope we we hit that by the end of this week. Uh, I'm confident we will. With your continued support, guys. We just continue to grow, and it's just been so much fun. So if you have any uh, comments or you'd like any feedback you'd like to give us, please feel free to hit us up on those social media platforms or our email address. We will uh, be more than happy to hear from you. And just thanks again for, for everyone who, who tunes in every single episode, uh, especially those who, who love uh, Wednesdays, love them or hate them. Bill Barnes is here every Wednesday. So thank you to all of you for tuning in. We're going to continue to put episodes out. Uh, every day, Monday through Friday, we're here on the Get Home Safe podcast. So guys, whatever you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.